Gather round. This is the Ticket Water Cooler. Brought to you by Wingstop. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Coming at you live in the heart of Lincoln, America. I say, hold up. Wait a minute. Something ain't right. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Jake Bakovin and Enrique Alvarez Cleary. Happy Thursday to everybody out there. This is the Ticket Water Cooler on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Hopefully you're having a good lunch hour as we are here with you every lunch hour from 12 to 1 every weekday from Monday through Friday. I'm Bach. He is Rico and we are Tag Team Champions. We're just a great duo. It's true. It is true. Although Never we lost. Did, we did misinform yesterday a little bit uh, as we as we did talk about Hooters. I, I, I there was a there was a story going out there that Hooters might uh, be rebranding and shutting down because we were tricked because of uh, millennials not enjoying uh, breast as much. Yeah, uh, and. Uh, that was false. Hooters came out and said, yeah, this, this story is not true. So yeah, I know a lot of you were, were worried and you were thinking, man, I better make one more trip to Hooters. Uh, well, so you, sad. you're in luck. You can make plenty of trips. To, you to are Hooters. fine. It's still around. <laughs> they themselves told everyone that they were wrong. That yeah. Whoever posted that story, they're like, that's not happening. Yeah. And I thought that maybe that I, I knew that it wouldn't be because of the millennials thing like that. That's just kind of silly. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, People are attracted to other people. I don't have to go too much further into that. That will stay throughout the course of history. Um, but um, I did think that there was a possibility they might want to change their image because at some point... Nobody likes owls. <laughs> no, it's not the owls thing. It's just. Are you that, sure it's not the owls thing? It's not the owls thing. It's just that maybe the at, at some point, maybe it won't look as great years from now as we look back and look at a uh, at, at a restaurant dedicated to that. But there are several restaurants nah, dedicated to that. I definitely think it's the owls. It could be the owls. <laughs> <laughs> it could just be the owls. Now we're not we're not pro or anti Hooters. We just like, we just try to bring the news and want to make sure that you do you. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. I always like the color orange. You know who's against? I like owls. Yeah, it's a good. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Heard the chicken wings are good. We've gone too far. We've gone too. Far. We need to. We need to get back on track. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, there's, there's no. There's no like <laughs> veering away from this in a in a in a respectful manner. We yeah. just got to. We just rip the bandaid off. <laughs> just go. All right. We'll just move away from that. Uh, of course, there's plenty to talk about in uh, in Husker Nation. Colton Feast. Uh, deciding to to move along and, and in his Husker career, AJ Allen indicating that he will be back. Of course, Nebraska basketball invites uh, Iowa, the Hawkeye, the football or basketball program in tonight. I don't think the, they invited them. I think they, they just showed them. up. Yeah, they just have to come. You got to kick their butt and send them on their way. <laughs> and of course, Husker women uh, have some news as well as they fell short to Michigan last night, uh, and uh, plenty of stories nationally to get to. So uh, why don't we start with the the Husker women real quick before we dive into Husker men's basketball. Mm-hmm. What happened with Husker women's basketball yesterday, and how does the how does the outlook look for the future? What happened with them yesterday is that they uh, Michigan showed up and they were ready to go, and they are are on a three game winning streak, and they are getting ready to face their third, their, well, their second ranked team. Although Nebraska should have been ranked, so they're going to get ready to face their second ranked team uh, in their next. Uh, matchup, but they showed up in Lincoln ready to battle, ready to go, and from the opening tip until the final buzzer, uh, it was just the, the Michigan show. Nebraska 
put up a fight in the third quarter, getting to within six a couple of times. But for the most part, I, I don't believe they ever had a lead, and the game was never tied aside from 0-0 at the beginning. Uh, Nebraska just shots weren't falling. They had some easy layups that weren't going in. They had some open shots from deep that weren't going in, some some open mid-range shots. Just just the ball didn't want to go through the hoop for mm. Nebraska in this one. And um, the offense was just kind of discombobulated from the start. Uh, Michigan was was hedging every single screen for Nebraska extremely hard. Nebraska took a while to figure out how to combat it, and, and even then it was still a struggle for them. Uh, they ran into some early foul trouble with Markowski and Maggie Mendelson, both picking up two quick fouls uh, in the first quarter. So they were they were playing um, Ani Stewart at the five, I believe, um, for a while, and it was just it was just a, a a mess of a game for for Nebraska in this one, and it really showed how much they missed Allison Widener, who. Uh, as uh, Amy Williams told us before the game or uh, on the, her pregame radio show, she's done for the year uh, with a knee injury uh, that she suffered in their, their last game. So <clears throat> losing her and, and, and she was the primary ball handler for most of the season, allowing Jazz Shelley, who was uh, the primary ball handler for a lot of last season, um, allowing Jazz to work off ball and kind of get to her spots, pick and choose her spots and get her open shots running off of screens and just running around tiring out the other team. Um, losing Allison is, is a big blow, especially with Sam Hybe not 100% quite yet. So we'll see where they are going forward, but they, they have no break as their next game. They have to travel to number four, Indiana, um, before I think they get a, a decent break. But it's... I think this might have been a hangover from losing Allison in the in the last game and just not being able to have her. I understand that they had some time to practice and get ready without her, but even then, playing that game without her, as Amy said, the, the heart and soul of their team, and to me, she's one of their better defenders, if not their best defender. She's a bulldog on the court, making all of the hustle plays, all of the tough plays. Uh, not having her on the court was, was a big blow to Nebraska. I'm not sure she makes you know the difference in winning this game, but it's definitely not as as uh, big of a deficit as it would have been because she is also on the offensive end. Um, aside from being the primary ball handler and distributing the ball, she's not afraid to get to the bucket. She'll she'll drive to the bucket. She'll draw fouls. Even if she doesn't draw fouls, she'll collapse the defense, and, and her ability to pass um, out of those situations is, is extremely impressive. So we'll see where this team is without her. I think they'll be fine. It's just going to take a little bit of an adjustment period, and hopefully Sam Hybe, um, Jazz Shelley, Callan Hake, um, Maddie Kroll, they're, they're going to have to pick up the uh, the slack. Uh, along with Kendall Moriarty as well. They're going to have to pick up the slack um, that, that Widener is leaving behind with her injury. Yeah, and it's unfortunately. Of course, injury is a part of the sport, and that is a that is a tough one. It's 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 uh, uh, last couple of years has kind of been uh, hitting Nebraska women's basketball. Yeah, but, uh, unfortunately. Uh, yeah. But in any case, you know, it's not like they're going to beat every top 25 team just because no. they've, they've been beating a few of them. <laughs> so uh, I can't take the, the loss too, it's too only much. Their, it's only their fourth loss on the season. They'll be fine. Uh, it's going to take a blow to them getting ranked at some point during the season. But like I said, they have Indiana up next on the road at number four Indiana. If they can figure yeah. out a way to pull that one out, that'll uh, really bolster their chances. And 
and um, of not only getting ranked but making it into the tournament at the end of the season. Yeah, and that'll be exciting. Of course, they played in the tournament last season, uh, and it's always fun to have at least one program representative. Just to exactly. be honest, it, it is it is nice to see. I know Creighton Nebraska played UConn play. last night. I don't know how that one ended up. I'll have to look oh, that yeah. one up. Uh, for the men's side, of course, we mentioned uh, they have Iowa coming into town tonight, um, and for. As far as like difficult schedules for Nebraska, the Big Ten's never going to be easy. Um, but Iowa, not a ranked team. Um, of course, Nebraska has played two ranked teams in the Big Ten right now with Indiana and Purdue. There are only three of them, Indiana, Purdue, and Wisconsin. I'm assuming that Creighton game didn't go too well. Yeah, I just saw the score. Uh, UConn beat Creighton in Omaha 72-47. That's about what I would expect. Yeah, that's yeah. Sounds about not right. great. They held Creighton to six points in the second quarter. Yeah, That'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> so there you have it. Oh, UConn women's basketball is still good. Still good. Number eight in the country. Yeah. With two losses. Well, that is, but that is just interesting. That's a lot of losses yeah. for UConn. Yeah, that's a, that's a down year <laughs> for the for the UConn women's basketball. Uh, again, back to the men's side, though. With Iowa coming in, Chris Murray, um, their leading scorer back, of course, uh, is uh, Keegan Murray's brother. Um, and uh, kind of, again, maybe overshadowed a little bit by Keegan yet last year. And they were saying... Um, you know, I was kind of watching a few of the Hawkeyes uh, games last season. It was always kind of the thought that, that Chris would take over once Keegan left. And I was kind of like, yeah, he doesn't seem to quite what, have it with his, his brother. Yeah, yeah. He just wasn't where his brother was. Um, but it's happened. <laughs> now he's Turns a out very good he's player. actually really good. He's really good. And uh, he's returning for this game against Nebraska. Uh, of course, Nebraska most recently beating Queens by 10 points, but had a three-game losing streak before that. Uh, like I was saying in, in the captain, I think the biggest thing for this game, obviously to beat a rival is good, um, but if they need to... You know, you always you don't want to fall too far behind the opportunity to to just go 500. If you can mm-hmm. go 500 in the Big Ten, um, and I don't think that's necessarily the expectation for this Nebraska team. I know that's what people want, but again, that's a tall task for Nebraska basketball to go 500 in conference play. But if you can do so, you set yourself up with an opportunity uh, to perhaps you know if you win a game or two. Uh, in the Big Ten tournament, or maybe even if you don't, have a chance to, to get some postseason play. Um, and, again, they, they've played two of the toughest teams in the Big Ten so far. Uh, give a fight to Indiana. Obviously feel like they had the, had uh, several chances to beat number one now, Purdue. Um, so it's it's it doesn't have to be this, yeah, Nebraska's a long shot tonight against Iowa. I think Iowa is favored. I think it's three and a half points. But they do, I, I, you know, it is it is a big game as far as not falling too far behind the standings. Yeah, I mean, Iowa's sitting at zero and one in the Big Ten, Nebraska at zero and two in the Big Ten. So neither neither team with a with a you know winning record in the conference, but Nebraska does have that that experience this season with with facing more Big Ten teams. Uh, not saying that Nebraska, you know, if you're looking at a, at a traditional Big Ten team, not saying Nebraska is that, but the fact that they've been able to face, as you just said, two of the tougher teams in the Big Ten should lend them a little bit of an upper hand going up against Iowa, who is coming off of a loss to Eastern Illinois, which yeah. they were 35-point favorites or something in that game, and they ended up losing. So they're... This is the thing that's that's scary though is this is this will be the second team in the Big Ten that you face who's coming off of a loss. Indiana coming off was coming off of a loss to Rutgers, and you saw how they came out in that game. They were ready, firing on all cylinders, uh, not ready to to lose another game. And Iowa, I'm sure, is the same way. Especially a loss to a team such as Eastern Illinois, and and you know an 11 point loss to them, uh, um, going that way as well. So. I'm sure that they've been practicing hard and, and looking forward to this matchup with Nebraska um, to try and get themselves right. But 
I mean, they're eight and four, zero and one in the Big Ten. They're not. They're not world beaters. They're not a team that you look at and it's got you shivering in your boots. So Nebraska can go out there, put up a fight, you know, as they did up against Purdue, and uh, maybe they can come away with a win. I understand that Chris Murray is back and he's averaging um, twenty. What was it? Twenty points a game. I think like seventeen. So, half or yeah. Something. Okay. Almost there. twenty points a game. Fine, yeah. But it's his, it's his first 19, game. Nineteen point four. Yeah, it's his first game back since his injury. So he's gonna have to get his legs under him. He's gonna have to get back into you know playing shape. Um, so we'll see exactly how many minutes he plays. Although knowing Iowa, knowing um, if, if he's anything like his brother, he'll probably play the entire time, or at least try to play the entire time, depending on how the score looks. Oh, and it's funny we mentioned his brother. There's also the other family there, the 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 household name in Iowa basketball, the McCaffreys. Of course, Fran McCaffrey, <laughs> different McCaffrey. Yeah, well, different McCaffreys there in Iowa basketball. Uh, Fran McCaffrey, easy to to maybe poke fun of is he is he is always. Uh, Visibly upset on the sidelines, and expect to see more of that at PBA tonight. But they also have uh, their two sons, uh, the two McCaffrey brothers, uh, Patrick and Connor. Um, so uh, that's always kind of fun when you play Iowa uh, to see that out there. Uh, for Nebraska, it's kind of interesting, too, because you can't, like, I, I want to do, like, the typical radio thing. Like, who do you think needs to have a big game tonight for Nebraska to beat Iowa? Everyone. But it's just, but, well, <laughs> it's everyone. you can say everyone, but at the same time, it's hard to single out a, a, a guy. Because if one guy has an off night, that's the the benefit of this Nebraska team is like they just need a few guys to step up. Who mm-hmm. it'll be, we don't really know on a given night. Could mm-hmm. be C.J. Wilcher. I mean, he could go off for twenty one, or he could have two points, and it might not really. I'm mm-hmm. not saying it won't make a difference because someone else will have to step up. But as far as like pregame getting ready for who needs the big game, yeah. I think Derek Walker is the only guy that I think you need consistently to have a great game. Um, and, and, and he is kind of that, that consistency type of piece for Nebraska. Uh, but again, you know, it, 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 going on a given night, Nebraska could win with, uh, with, uh, I don't know. I, I guess I could uh, whoever you Sam Greasel having uh, twenty points or having four points. It, it's, it's it's hard to tell. I would say that Sam Greasel and Derek Walker are kind of the two pieces that you need. Not not great games. They don't have to go off, but they need to be those solid, you know, steadying forces for this basketball team. Because that's exactly what they are. I mean, they're two veteran leadership, uh, one in the middle and and one you know outside running the show. So if if those two can have just a solid game, it doesn't have to be twenty points. It doesn't even have to be you know fifteen points but if Derek Walker can can get to you know 10 points and eight rebounds but he's in there as a steadying force and he's he's you know battling with the Iowa big or you know whoever they're playing's big and he's he's boxing out he might not be getting the rebounds but he's keeping the other big away from getting the boards if Sam Griesel can run the show and although he's not getting assists he's setting people up to set other people up or he's running the offense in a way that that maybe the the, the defense is focusing on him even if he's not hitting his shots if he can get to the rim um, the defense is going to you know try to collapse and stop him from making a bucket uh so if he can run the show keep things moving in a positive direction for nebraska uh those two is the steadying force i think that's necessary for nebraska to win really any game but in terms of anybody going off i mean that's anybody can go off like you just said for this nebraska team and that'll be enough for them to win i mean Casey Tominaga could go off for you know six threes oh, or yeah. two threes as he has multiple times, but the energy that he brings, even if he's not making threes, the energy that he brings um, is is invaluable for Nebraska coming off the bench. Whether he's making shots or not, just the way that he's out there having fun really all of the time, I think that really helps Nebraska as well. Let me ask you this because I know I was talking to Mike Melby about this too in our last post game. Do you like Bandamil? Uh, 
having the green light to shoot threes. He only is shooting like 25% from beyond the arc, but he seems to be kind of been given uh, the green light to start kind of launching him. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if it's not perfect, but yeah, uh, I don't know if I like the green light. I think maybe you give him a yellow light, you know, yeah. just, uh, just so like, you know, if you're open, you can shoot it, but don't, don't force anything. Um, obviously, I mean, he's, he's a, he's a great basketball player. If, if he has an open shot, I would like him to take it. But in terms of, you know, being one of the better shooters on the court, I do not believe that he is that. Although if he can get hot, if he can heat up, sure. Why not take the shots? But, um, I think Nebraska has really the people that they want shooting the ball. And I don't know if he is necessarily one of those people, although if he can get to the rim, that's, you know, more power to him. I mean, that's that's kind of Bandamel and Juwan Gary are the, the more of the defenders and getting to the rim guys. Those are the the uh, the slashers and the defenders, the the not three and D. I don't even know what I'm trying to a lot of defense and, and hopeful yeah, dunks. Wings, yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's interesting, too, with this team. It's it's kind of that, that six man rotation. Like I said, some of you, you could have a game where somebody scores four points or 20 and it doesn't matter all that much. That being said, they've got six guys averaging over nine points. I'd have to go back and look at Nebraska basketball. They don't have like the top end Bryce McGowan's or, you know, they don't have anybody averaging, somebody averaging 18 or 19. <laughs> right. But they, but Walker does average 14. And I think it's probably been a while since you've had that type of depth to have six guys go for over nine points at uh, close. That's uh, of course, that's Gary at 9.4. Uh, Wilcher averages nine and a half. Bannamil 9.9. Uh, Greasel with 10.6. Tominaga 11.2. And uh, Walker with 14 points per game uh interesting maybe just below that is the the bench player coming in uh for Derek Walker Breidenbach has had uh looked better the last couple of games but Blaze Keita having an injury and that opens up a door for maybe one of your guys my guy Oleg Koyanets <laughs> Fred said yesterday that he might get some time depending on if mm. Blaze can play or if Blaze can't play as many minutes as as they hopefully want him to play that opens the door for some Oleg minutes and I could not be any happier he's a seven footer get him out there <laughs> well, and the other part of that, though, too, is that, that Blaze hasn't been playing too many minutes in, in certain games. Um, you know, he did play 12 minutes against Purdue, but two minutes against Kansas State. Mm-hmm. Uh, Queensy had seven minutes. So of course, before getting injured, probably would have played more in that game. So uh, it's just kind of interesting how many minutes would go. What what are the Blaze Keita minutes? How many minutes is that? And it's, uh, I think it's about 15. 15 you think Koyanets if he takes over no no, no I'm not no, saying no. that I'm saying that's what that's what plays normally like that's about right he's around 15, 10 15 I see what his averages somewhere I between there he averages 11.4 minutes per game yeah somewhere between yeah. 10 and 15 yeah that's what that's what that's what he's getting I Oleg 10 minutes but it varies quite a bit because yeah he's at, I mean there are games Omaha, where he hasn't played yeah and Pine Bluff he had yeah. like 27 and 24 again against Florida State Memphis Kansas State. I mean, those are brand name opponents. Give me yeah, Oleg. Two minutes. Give me Oleg. Ten minutes. <laughs> ten minutes of Oleg. I don't you think know, you're getting that because you know either Wilhelm or Derek is going to get into foul trouble, and you're gonna need a big <laughs> Oleg. Ten minutes. Well, it is always a, a watch out for Derek Walker. Hopefully, he does not get in over under three and a half points. I'm gonna go under. Sorry. All right. <laughs> Just wait. I'm writing it on the board, and I will be right. Yeah, you've had you've had some luck with that board in the past. So. Shout out to me and men's basketball for yeah. whatever reason. Mostly Thor. Yeah, only Thor. That's only the, Thor. That's, that's the, the only, only one that really hit. I've only yeah. had two bets, and I've hit on one. <laughs> what was your other one? Uh, Bla- or uh, not Blaze? Uh, Ivan U- U- Udrago, Udrago yeah. uh, double double. 
Average? Yeah. Oh wow. Did not work. Yeah. Well, he did I not. Mean... He didn't even average double digit minutes. <laughs> well, Thor was a bold uh, proclamation to you. It so. was a sad day. Yeah. You got to take your swings. <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk more, especially about the bowl games, and not about a bowl game in particular, but what do bowl games look like as the college football playoff expands? They're going to have some meetings, and we might know here shortly what the bull season will look like moving forward. We'll talk about that coming up next here on the Ticket Water Cooler on 93.7 The Ticket.